Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. Let me pause for a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Creative Safety Supply. Creative Safety Supply is a great resource for free guides, infographics, and continuous improvement tools. I recommend starting with their 5S guide. It includes breakdowns of the five pillars, ways to begin implementing 5S, and even organization tips and color charts. From red tags to floor markings, it's all there. Download it for free at creativesafetysupply.com slash 5S. So to understand our variation, we have to figure out what the, the middle of the data looks like first, what the typical or they call central tendency is. And there's, there's two ways we can do that, um, the mean or the average, and then the median. The average would be what most people use for any kind of statistics. It's just the sum up the numbers and divide by the number of data points. So we take a look at the sum total of all the data measurements, add them all up, and in this example, if I have the data set of 1, 6, 12, 10, 8, 22, 7, if I added all those numbers together, it would um, sum up to 66. There were seven data points. Then I take 66 divided by 7 and get 9.43. Hopefully that's pretty straightforward. So the other one is median, and this one is also center of the data, but it's, it's a little different because you first sort the data from the smallest to the largest value. And then what you do is you find the middle, direct middle of the data and use whatever number is there. So if you have seven data points like we had before, you sort it from smallest to largest. So it, now it's one, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 22. You go into the middle, the fourth number is directly in the middle of that data. And you pull that out and say, my median is eight. It's in the right, it's directly in the middle of all those numbers. But if your number if you have an odd number of or sorry, an even number of data points, there is no middle number. There's two numbers on either side of the middle. So if I had six data points that have three on one side and three on the other, the median is between two numbers. So in this case, we didn't have that eight in there. So it would look at seven and 10 and say, all right, your median is halfway between those two numbers or eight and a half. So depending on how many data points you have, it's either gonna find an exact value or it's gonna be the number between two other data points. So there, the calculation isn't very difficult, but in fact, there really isn't like a calculation involved, except if you have two data points, then you just find the middle of those two. The reason it matters is because the median and mean will give you different numbers, but it depends on what your data looks like and the type of data you have. And so when we take data from a process, we'll often look at the pattern and shape of the data and we'll make something called a histogram. The histogram shape may change the value of the median and the mean and give you sometimes the exact same answer, like on the top one here, 
if we were doing like the average size of people's shoes in a classroom, that might average out to an average with a even number of people on the low end of that average and the high end of the average. In that case, the mean and the median might come out very similar. But if I was looking at the time to drive to work, that might be a distribution that is skewed to the right a bit. And the average or mean will pull towards the higher tail or the larger data points. Same with how many hours of sleep you got. That could be a skewed to the left. And you can see the mean is pulled towards that longer, that longer tail. So what we find is depending on the shape of the data, the mean and the median can sometimes differ. So if they differ, then it kind of matters which one we use because they're gonna give us different answers. So the average or, or the mean works well because it uses all the data points in the calculation and that can be a better indication of the true center of the data. And most people are familiar with the average. So they're comfortable using that. The downside is that outliers in your data set, like if you had one day where the kilogram was way low or extremely high, that will throw off your average quite a bit. It's very sensitive to large numbers or very small numbers. And that's all relative to the rest of your data that you have, but any outliers or extremely large or, or small data points will mess up and move your average around quite a bit. The good part about the median is that it's not sensitive to those outliers. If I put in a number like on the last example, if that 22 is actually 220, that would be an outlier, but my median wouldn't change. It'd still be eight and a half. It would just be whatever that last number is. It doesn't even care what the last number is. So that outlier would get hidden, but the mean would definitely count for that 220 and that would change the sum of the total and that would influence the average reading. The median is nice in that it's not so sensitive or influenced by the outliers. But you're only using some of the data when you're actually calculating. You're kind of throwing away a lot of the data after you do the sorting. So it kind of feels like you're wasting some of the data. And not everyone is familiar or um, used to understanding the median. So that could be something new to them that they're not quite sure how to handle that. Or it's, it's like it's a new term they might not be familiar with. Whereas average people understand. So I would still use the average in most cases, but if you have data that's skewed um, based on the shape of the data, or if you have extreme outliers in your data, the median might be a better way to do that. And also I might recommend that you just run both of them and see if there's a difference in the numbers. And if they're quite a bit different, then we want to dig in deeper to figure out which one's a better one to report and use. For cycle time data, time data is often skewed. Um, that one, I, I tend to use median more for process times, response times, turnaround times, lead times, stuff like that. Also housing prices. If you were to take the average housing price versus the median housing price, you'll get way different numbers. And that's because there's often a lot of outliers in housing prices. Doesn't, it takes only a couple of really expensive homes to throw off the average. 
So in newspaper articles and, and, re, and research and reports, they'll often use median house, housing price. So I use average quite a bit, but I do look at median often. And if I think that's a better th metric, then I'll report that for people. Um, like a common one is the process is trying to reduce cycle time and there's a lot of outliers in that data. If they fix the process and cut out the outliers, their average will go down but the median time will stay the same. And basically that'll tell them that the process is still the same, but you're just not having outliers anymore. You fix the bad issues, but your process still runs the same. But if your median goes down in time, that tells me that you've actually made the process faster because it probably wouldn't change unless you really shift a lot of the process time down across all the runs. So when I'm looking for a, a, a cycle time reduction, I want to see the median has dropped, not just the average, especially if that average included a lot of outliers. If there weren't outliers in the data, then the average should reflect a change in the process as well. But So things like that, I'll, I'll sometimes use median as the, the best metric. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com